0: Hey, welcome to my instant reaction show. Grant Cohn here. The Niners just won 30-23. to A win is a win, always. And the Niners just beat a divisional opponent. They're 2-0. Like, you could just stop right there. 2-0, probably going to be 3-0, probably going to be 4-0. We'll talk about their next couple of opponents. So what's to nitpick? Well, it's not your average team. They've been good for like four years. Starting the season 2-0 is great. It's what they needed to do. But when we watch these games, it's not just, hey, they're on to the next one. They won a game. I think we're always in the back of our mind projecting to the future. Is there an issue that we see in this game against this opponent that's not going to the playoffs that could come up and bite the Niners down the the line and prevent them from winning the Super Bowl yet again? And I think the main thing that popped up in this game was Brock Purdy's deep passes. Brock was great in this game. Brock had never faced the Rams. He didn't turn the ball over. He fumbled once, but he recovered it. Didn't throw any picks, didn't throw any passes that were almost picked. He managed the game way better than Matthew Stafford, who was like 35. So good for Brock Purdy. He's a really, really good quarterback. And he's never lost a game that he's finished. It's all great. He deserves big-time credit for that. But we're starting to see that he has a clear limitation in his game. Not just something he doesn't do so well. Something he doesn't do at all. Throw downfield. More than 20 yards. He hit Jawan Jennings up the left sideline today for about 30 yards. He can hit that throw. Anything else, he's probably not going to hit it if it's past 20 yards down the field. He missed Ayuk on a double move. That should have been a touchdown. He missed Debo Samuel wide open up the seam. That should have been a touchdown. Then he missed Jawan Jennings. That should have been at least 25 yards. At least. So you'd be lying if you didn't say you were having Jimmy Garoppolo Super Bowl flashbacks during that moment. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan had the flashbacks. I'm sure people on the Niners had the flashbacks. I'm sure you had those flashbacks. Because in 2019, remember, that team started 8-0. Jimmy was great. He had the whole fan base behind him. But you knew he really didn't have the deep throw in his arsenal. He had a couple of them through the year But when the playoffs started, he was not going to hit that throw. Cost the Niners a Super Bowl. Is that going to happen for Brock? I don't know. He can do so many things better than Jimmy. You saw Jimmy Garoppolo today. Brock is better than Jimmy Garoppolo and way cheaper. What an upgrade the Niners have. And a big reason their team is so good, a big reason Javon Hargrave is here is because Brock Purdy's making no money. So he's already giving the Niners more than they pay him for, outperforming expectations, all of that. But it's a little disconcerting. When you see a quarterback has such a clear limitation, like a quarterback who can't move at all. Brock isn't that guy, but he's a quarterback who has no deep pass. Can he win a Super Bowl that way? Maybe. On this team this year, if he stays healthy, absolutely, perhaps. But I can't remember the last quarterback who won a Super Bowl with no deep ball, something that you really have to work around and defenses know that even if the guy's wide open, 35 yards down the field, Brock's probably not going to hit it. So he's got the rest of the season to work on this, but I think he needs to be better on the the deep stuff. I know it's not something that gets called a lot, but Kyle called, what, four of them today? And Brock hit one? If he's going to be the guy, if he's going to win a Super Bowl, if he's going to be a franchise quarterback, make a lot of money, he's got to hit that throw. And, I mean, the good thing is that that's the one thing he has to prove. He's really good at everything else, managing the game. I mean, the question I had this year was turnovers because he threw so many picks in training camp. Through two games, that's not been an issue. Maybe it will be an issue going forward, but the issue for him is just stretching out the field, you know, using the whole field, can you? It's not like you have to fit the ball in the tight windows. Wide open, a guy down the field. It's just like, do you have the accuracy and the arm strength to do it? He overthrew him. Some people look at that as a win. Hey, you know, at least he has the arm strength. Sure. Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, too. And I think what's crazy is that the Niners are this far. They've come this far to replace Jimmy Garoppolo with another quarterback who probably would miss Emmanuel Sanders in that situation. So maybe they've evolved so much as a team. Maybe they're so good that they don't even need that throw anymore. But all I know is Kyle called it a bunch of times today. It was open. Quarterback couldn't hit it. And thank goodness for the Niners that Matthew Stafford did his thing where he threw two, turnover, threw two picks and only scored 23 points, and it was fine. But eventually, against the best teams in the league, like Week 5 against Dallas or maybe in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, got to hit that. So he's got months to figure it out. But – Hard to look at at Brock Purdy as a legit franchise quarterback if that is such a clear limitation. Maybe it's not, though. It was today. HR says the Steelers and Rams are not good teams. I think we learned that. The Niners haven't faced a team that's going to the playoffs yet, in my opinion. Charlie says, has anyone seen Nicholas John Bosa? I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? He's missing. Tommy Huxley says, Oliver and Moody are good. I was dead wrong, G. They had great games today, for sure. Kyler V says, how about Jake Moody through two weeks? Big 57-yard field goal. Good for Jake. I don't know what the hell happened in preseason. Suchin says BP deep to JJ did miracles on me after the misses. <laughs> that was a nice catch and a nice throw. Dave Barclay says Traverius Ward didn't look good. Brock has the same arm Jimmy does but more confident. We need to have a closer running a closer running back. Jordan Mason is great. Why only CMC? I've been saying fire Kyle. He has a lot to prove to stay. Well, so far he's 2-0. I agree with that though. Traverius Ward was bad. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm going to talk about all that stuff. Bear with me. Dustin DeGale says, if we count last postseason, Bosa's on a five-game streak for no sacks. Wow. Talk about that. Michael Vandervoort says, I only like watching Grant when the Niners lose. Me too. I'll be okay today, though. I'll do the best that I can. Dave Barkley says, and I said we don't need Bosa. Where was he? Was he here? I don't know. Steven Pryor says, I'm a Shanahan fan, but if CMC is injured in the fourth quarter with this running back room, anything other than a Super Bowl win should be fireable ridiculous. Yeah, I got your email, Steven. I'm with you, man. I hate yogurt. Everyone likes yogurt. It says, Ward playing with so much cushion kept Rams drives alive all game. Like, come on, fourth and two, and he gives Nakua seven yards of cushion. Yeah, man, I don't understand what the hell that was, but let's talk about the MVP of the 49ers offense. There shouldn't be any debate about this anymore. The best player, the most valuable player on this offense, it's not Brock Purdy. Although he is the quarterback, which makes him extremely valuable, but he has too many limitations in his game to be the best player on the offense. You could say it's Trent Williams, although I don't think he's the player he used to be. Um, He's still a great player. I think he's the MVP of the offense, though. He's in the running because his backup is so bad. But I think the MVP of the offense is not Debo, although he had a great game today. It's not Ayuk. I mean, he got hurt today, had three catches. Kind of a modest game for him. The Niners still scored 30 points. I think it's pretty clear the best player on the offense, the MVP of this offense is the running back, Christian McCaffrey. Ever since he's come here, the Niners can't help but score 30 points a game. And you take Ayuk out, you take Debo out. I mean, Kittle had 30 yards. Those guys can be non-factors. As long as McCaffrey's on the field, drawing attention, Doing what he does, the Niners probably going to score 30 points. And what I think was so impressive about McCaffrey, he does everything at the highest level. In terms of running the ball, he's averaging like six yards a carry this year. I mean, you can give him 20 carries a game. Not that you should, but you can, and he's a bell cow. And he could do it again the next week. Or you could split up his touches, give him carries, catches, and he's the best receiver out of the backfield too. And you're starting to see other teams around the league make bigger investments in running back. Like Atlanta has a, uh, a top 10 pick at running back. He's made their team a lot better. The Eagles traded for DeAndre Swift. He's made their team a lot better. I think the Niners and Christian McCaffrey are showing teams like, yeah, running backs are a dime a dozen and you can get guys late in the draft and you can, you know, do a lot with limited skill sets. But if you have a running back like Christian McCaffrey, your whole team's going to be so much better. You just have to keep them healthy. And I just think the Niners do such a are so cavalier about that effort. Like, why is he getting carries in the fourth quarter up so much, to Stephen Pryor's point? Why? You have four tailbacks on your team. Four! Most teams keep three. You have four. You have Elijah Mitchell, who was a starter here. You have Jordan Mason, who was the closer last year. And you have Ty Davis-Price, who was a third-round pick last year, had a good preseason, has been inactive the first two games. What is he on the... If you're only going to give all the carries to Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, why the hell are you wasting roster spots on other running backs? Oh, because they're good players. Oh, then use them. Then use them. Elijah Mitchell has never fumbled in his life. Not in the pros, not in college. He's a good closer. Jordan Mason is the most powerful runner on the team. He's a good closer. Either Ty Davis-Price has a function here or not. If not, cut him. Because if Christian McCaffrey has to miss significant time, this team is cooked. Dunzo. This team is is, is dependent, will go as far as their 200-pound running back will take them. Obviously, the quarterback has to stay healthy, too. But if McCaffrey goes down, and it's much more likely a running back goes down than a quarterback goes down, the Niners are screwed. Screwed. So, Kyle, please, no one will forgive you if you get this guy hurt. It'll be all your fault and everyone will be mad at you, throw tomatoes at you, and they'll say, boo, Kyle, boo. It'll be awful. I don't want that to happen to you, Kyle. I'm on your side. So, when you're up double digits in the fourth quarter, man, hand it to someone else, please. Because as much of a genius as you are, and you're a smart guy, Your genius isn't powering the Niners to 30-plus points a game. It's your running back. As soon as that guy gets hurt, your genius plus all that talent on offense is going to get you like 19 points a game. That's what happened last year before you got McCaffrey. So he's the MVP. Keep him healthy. Please be smart. Matthew Sanders says, if he can't improve, they will draft quarterback again. Yep. Plumbing God 42 has been a member for nine months. That's a good choice. Poppy Chulo says, where are the Jimmy fans at? Raiders got Curd Stomp. Bite the curb, Man, that's graphic. Plumbing God 42 says, dub is a dub, Fernando. Always, always. TNK hunting gear, 20 bucks. Seems like every time the Niners pay up, we get half-assed effort from the person paid. And Maybe we give Brock a couple games of throwing deep balls before we write him off as a person that isn't able to throw a deep ball. Fair. Hey, man, if Brock starts hitting deep balls, I'll take it back and I'll apologize. But so far, he's got a lot to prove in that area. Steven Pryor, was Swilling really better than Knight in the preseason? I was surprised by that call-up. I'm nervous about CB2. They play different positions. Swilling's an outside corner. Knight's a safety slash nickel, but I'll take Knight. But they need outside corners because Ambry's terrible, sorry, and Samuel Wilmax hurt. Cam Cooper says, Grant, what is the best way to cope with a losing loved one? What tips do you have? Oh, man, I didn't see that coming. I'm not good at it. Therapy, I didn't do that. My dad went to therapy once a week. It's made a big difference for him. Don't withdraw yourself from people. That feeling that you're feeling is depression. Um, just know that it never goes away. But after a year, year and a half, it becomes more, you cope better. Coping's the word. You always feel it, but you learn to cope. A little bit better. I don't know, man. I don't really have good. I'm still doing the best I can. Isaac Perez. Saquon injured ankle. Might miss Thursday's game. Okay. Hey, the Niners aren't going to play a playoff team until week five. Sean O'Leary says, was Elijah Mitchell inactive or shit? Oh, the second one. Thanks for the 20 bucks. TNK Hunting Gear says, and I will say, isn't it better to see Brock overthrowing than underthrowing deep balls? Seems like a few adjustments and he will be able to make a majority of them. I would disagree. I would disagree. If you underthrow a deep ball, you still give the receiver a chance. Now I know what you're saying. Overthrowing it shows that he has arm strength. Like I know he can throw the ball 40 yards through the air. Like JV quarterbacks in high school can do that. That's great. I never said he couldn't do that. Can he hit it? Can he complete the pass? If you overthrow it, you give your receiver 0% chance to make that catch. Unless he can dive 10 yards. If you underthrow it, theoretically the receiver can stop, make a play on the ball. You could get a pass interference penalty. Good things can happen if you underthrow a deep pass. If you overthrow it, you have no chance. It's kind of like in golf, the opposite. You're putting. If you aim, you want to aim a little bit past the hole, you, if you miss, you want to miss past the hole because you gave yourself a chance. If you miss short. You had no chance. You were never going to make that putt. It didn't matter if it was left or right. You missed short. So that's the way I look at it. Don't overthrow the deep pass if he's wide open. Better to underthrow it than to overthrow it. You might get a DPI. That's the way I look at it. and says, I could put up 120 on seven rushing nine yards. curl. I could put up 120 on seven running nine-yard curls, bruh. Yo, they just let Nakua do that over and over again. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says offense looks out of sync and still scored 30. It's week two. This offense has the potential to be scoring 40 points a game. They could have scored 40 this week, last week. 49er Way says, oh, what a bunch of Weiner fans. We are 2-0. We beat the poop out of Pittsburgh when they have a top five defense. The Rams are legit offense. They have legit wide receivers. I mean, everyone's happy they won two games. But everyone also acknowledges that the Rams and Steelers are not going to the playoffs. So maybe you think they are. But I would disagree. Bryant Culp says, moody season. Moody. OC Niner Dodger fan says, Grant, honestly, this is the best team we've had in a long time today. Purdy showed he's not him. You can't miss these throws in the playoffs. I'm saying, man, with Brock, he's a great. He wasn't a first-round pick. He's not getting paid a lot of money. So people basically don't criticize him, which is fine. I understand. But Jimmy missed those throws today, even scoring 30 points. People would crush him. If Trey Lance missed those throws today, people would crush him. Brock misses those throws, and you're like, all right, well, let's not be too hard on him. Fine. But you know in the back of your mind you're wondering, is he going to do that in the playoffs? Is it going to cost him a game? I don't know. Maybe he won't do that in the playoffs. Let's talk Nick Bosa. Did Nick Bosa play in this game? Did he play week one? I mean, I heard that the Niners signed him to an extension right before the season started, and I heard that he's been around and at the facility, suiting up. I just haven't seen him on the field which is strange because usually he would play all the games and have a lot of sacks and make a huge impact. But now he doesn't seem to be making much of an impact at all. He drew a couple penalties in this game if he was out there. Someone wearing 97 with the Niners was out there, I think, and I think he drew a couple penalties, but like no sacks, no sacks this season. Last year he had no sacks in the playoffs. He's gone five games in a row without a sack. And I know he just signed an extension. The Niners have a weird pattern of signing players to mondo mondo extensions and then having those guys give you the worst season of their career right after, so maybe that's what's happening with Nick Bosa. Maybe there's something about how the Niners do business that that sets this up. But you got to acknowledge that Bosa was doing this last year before he got the extension. He ran out of gas last year. No sacks in the, in the playoffs. Really wasn't making a big impact before the the playoffs started. Like he was slowing down. Then he had the whole off season to himself in Florida to do whatever the hell he does on his own with his dad and his brother came back in the best shape of his life, everyone joking that as long as he doesn't have a beer belly he can go out and play no sacks so a couple things we learned training camp matters Offseason matters and something is going on with boSA man this has been going on since last year they're giving this guy 34 million dollars a year like he's a top quarterback you make almost two million a game you got to do more than this they had to start blitzing because. Bosa wasn't making an impact. They're paying him $34 million a year specifically so they don't have to call those blitzes. I'm concerned. He's had big-time injuries in his past. He had a very meager end to his season last year. And his brother, who's only two years older than him, has really fallen off. He's not the player he was three years ago. He's had injuries. He doesn't produce like that anymore. I don't know. Maybe he did today. I didn't see what the Chargers did. But you look at Nick Bosa's older brother, who's two years older than him, how much better he was in his early 20s and his late 20s. Now you look at Nick Bosa, who's like 25, 25. And he already looks like he was better last year, 23, 24. I don't know. Now watch, he'll probably have 17 sacks next week and I'll take it all back. But I think we've all been expecting that. Like, we don't really want to talk about it. Like uh. Sure, Bosa hasn't had a sack in a while, but it's coming. When? When? Can they win a Super Bowl without Nick Bosa being the dominant Nick Bosa? I don't know. Maybe if their quarterback can hit a deep ball. a deep ball. So yeah, it's a very encouraging win, 2-0, wins a win, got more bad teams on deck, but like, that's a weird thing. This Nick Bosa thing is weird. How concerned are you about Nick Bosa right now? I'd love to know. How concerned? Not concerned at all? Or slightly, if you're being honest? Bet the Niners are slightly concerned. Bet is slightly concerned. This is very unBosa. Joseph Stockbridge says, can I can ask Coach to tell us me the best spots for food and activities in the DMV going next month? He's the guy to ask. He has his own YouTube channel. He's probably streaming right now. But he'll be on my channel uh, Thursday. You know I just playing on Thursday this week? I had no idea. Pissing me off. Thursday night football sucks. Anyway, Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says, I wouldn't be so fast to say Rams aren't going to the playoffs. They already beat Seattle and played and played as tough. I trust McVay. Okay? They could go to the playoffs. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They have like four good players. Manny PSF 95 says if he can hit the deep ball, he'd be a franchise quarterback. Yup. Can he? Maybe. Chance Potts says, if Purdy can start to hit these deeper throws, there won't be many teams that can keep up with us. Glad to see the potential's there for him. Agree. Underthrow him, don't overthrow him, buddy. But that was the same thing we were saying about Jimmy, too. If he could just... All right. The Niners cornerbacks are quite interesting. Coming into the season, you're thinking they got Traverius Ward, and you don't know who else. Well, so far through two games, their number one corner is not Traverius Ward. It's Diamador Lenore. Diamador Lenore is the number one corner on this team. He's a damn good corner. And throw his way at your own risk because he just might pick it off. He was their best corner in the playoffs last year. He's been their best corner so far. Uh, The interception today sealed the game. It was not an easy interception. He jumped the route. It wasn't a tip ball. It was a freaking phenomenal interception. Traveris Ward, on the other hand, what was he doing in this game? playing a lot of zone coverage, he didn't call that, playing a lot of, like, with a lot of cushion. When they signed him last year, they were talking about playing press, man-to-man, bump-and-run coverage. That's how D'Amico Ryan's using. Right in the dude's face, man-to-man, turning and running with the guy. Not playing 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 yards off the receiver and then rallying up to make the tackle. What the hell is that? What You don't pay a cornerback this much money to have him play super soft zone and just give up 11-yard curls all day. So, I don't know. Maybe that was Steve Wilk's plan. Maybe that was Traverius Ward's uh, freelancing decision, but, like, that can't happen. He's too good for him to be playing that passively, giving up catch after catch after catch after catch. Like, they, were, they weren't they were scared of him at all. The Rams were not scared of Traverius Ward at all. And frankly, since the Chiefs kind of roasted him last year, I don't think anyone's afraid of Traverius Ward anymore. I think teams are more afraid of Lenore. And I think that's probably for good reason. Lenore looks like a straight-up playmaker. If you target him too many times, you're getting picked off. Traverius Ward is not a playmaker. He had a nice interception week one, but he frankly doesn't have that many picks in his career. He's the kind of guy who plays press man coverage, gets in the wide receiver's face, turns and runs with him, and breaks up the pass with his back to the back quarterback. Not easy to do. Not what they're asking him to do. Wilkes asking him to play zone. And he's being super passive. They got to figure that out. And then Ambry Thomas can't play for this team anymore. I don't know why he's on it. Can't play for this team. So take him away. Sam Womack's hurt. The Niners have Lenore, Traverius Ward, and Isaiah Oliver. And frankly, today, Ward was the worst one. Oliver's improving. Lenore's a stud. Traverius Ward is playing with no confidence, no aggression. Very strange. Maybe he'll bounce back next week. He was not good in this game. Ironic. Not what I would expect. I thought he was great last year, but he has seemed to lose some confidence. Have you guys noticed that? Tommy Huxley. You think the Niners beat the Caltrics? The Caltrics week five. I don't know, man. See who's healthy. Poppy Chulo says, can we admit that we got lucky today if McVay was a competent coach and challenged that Debo fumble, it might have been a different outcome. Lucky? I mean... Nah, the Rams got lucky that Brock Purdy kept missing deep throws. Otherwise, that could have been 44 to 23. Like, the Rams aren't good. The Rams aren't good. Can we make that real clear? Not good. Not a good team. Like, their best player is Matthew Stafford, who's good for two picks a game. Such a good player. While turning the ball over. Dave Barkley says, Chris Jones blew up Trevor Lawrence today. I mean, did he? I didn't see. Beats and meets. Bosa just had to stand there with his jersey on. It's the name on his back that messes with offenses. Joey Mellon says, did Jimmy teach Brock these overthrows? TNK Hunting Gear says, isn't it refreshing to hear Brock own up to his mistakes and say he needs to play better in the pressers, though, unlike someone else who lost today? Hey, I love everything about what Brock Purdy does. Great in press conferences. He's great in the huddle. He's great at the line of scrimmage. It's just when the ball leaves his hands on the longer throws. It's fair to question that because most starting quarterbacks got a little bit more juice. He's lacking juice. Like, his juice is from concentrate. It's been frozen for a while. It's got a little... It's not freshly squeezed. Pause. Rev. Russ says, to the grieving one, allow yourself to grieve. No need to get over it. You cope with the strength, courage, and love that you have. I love that. I love that. Allow yourself to grieve. No need to get over it. I love that. You cope with the strength, courage, and love that you have. Yup. Yep. And don't shut other people out. Let people help you if you can. Dave Barclay says, still say we don't need Bosa, but too late now. I mean, I, I, evidently they don't, right? He can just do nothing and they'll win by a lot. Carnivore Clown says, "Underthrows also increase risk of interceptions. Okay, well then just keep throwing deep passes five yards past your wide receiver and, chuck, and be happy when no one catches it. King Geo says, Joe Burrow might want out soon. Let's get him. All of a sudden he looks awful. What's up with him? too much time on instagram too much time in the dms i'm not on instagram i don't i don't do that that's why i'm so focused so focused because a guy like me this face and, and all the money i have i mean can you imagine it's like you think joe burrow has distractions no grant kong focused unlike joe joe get off instagram I'm telling you Matthew Sanders says Greenlaw needs to get his head right. Going to cost us another 15-yard penalty. Dr- David Trinidad says Purdy may have overthrown those two passes, but his spirals have become more immaculate the more he plays. Do you agree? I love his spirals. Remember one time when I was seven, I met Steve Young. And I have small hands now, but when I was seven, I had real small hands, and I couldn't really throw a football. But I wanted to be the quarterback of the 49ers, so I was asking Steve, like, do you have a tough time throwing a spiral? Because I wanted to be Steve, and I figured I was going to be Steve, and he was like, Yes! My hands aren't as big as Joe Montana's. And sometimes I'll throw an interception and I'll be happy because it was a really nice spiral. So I feel that. This guy says, we almost let one receiver number 17 beat us like we have done in the past. Glad defense stepped up. Yeah, but you can't, it's Puka Nakua. Like you can only hope to contain him. Nathan Flores says, at least Purdy didn't turn the ball over today. Like Jimmy, I laughed and said the Jimmy special when he threw it to the Bills linebacker. It was so funny. So everyone in the uh, press box, word got out that Jimmy threw a pick. Jimmy threw a pick and everyone was like, to a linebacker? And someone was like, yeah, we all laughed. Yeah, sorry. David Baker says D-line needs to put their hands uh, for those short passes. Sure. Kinlaw did. Norman Sullivan said he looked a lot like our last quarterback. It did. It did. He did today. Todd 99 says, got a comparison. Brock is duck throwing Baker Mayfield. If only Brock can throw deep, Baker needs bricks. Brock's IQ and Brock needs his arm. Brock's better than Baker for sure. But I know what you mean. Kind of small. Alien says, fair to call out Brock's game today, but disagrees arm strength was not present. Okay, I gave him a B. I'm not calling him out. That's a good game. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says, "What was, uh, was that P.I. that Debo uh, drew on a deep ball? Was it? Maybe. He did draw, draw a, a, a P.I. All right, next two games. At home, Thursday night against the Giants, and then next Sunday at home against the Cardinals. Those teams faced each other today. Two of the worst teams in the league. Someone had to win, apparently, and it was the Giants. But they're terrible. The Cardinals are terrible. These are two games the Niners should win. They should be 4-0 when they face the, the, the Cowboys. The only complicating factor, and again, I'm not picking the Niners to lose these games. The Niners are Super Bowl contenders, and the Giants and Cardinals for show ain't. They're not even playoff contenders. But remember last year, the Niners lost to the Falcons, who sucked? If you have a mobile quarterback who can get out of the pocket, you got a chance. Even Stafford, who's slow as hell, got out of the pocket a couple times today and made some plays. Daniel Jones and Josh Dobbs can run. Today, Daniel Jones rushed nine times for 59 yards and a touchdown. Josh Dobbs ran three times for 41 yards and a touchdown. Like, they're the kind of quarterbacks who their first read will be a receiver and their second read will be scrambling. And frankly, that's the right way to play against the Niners. If you try to hang in the pocket and go through your progressions, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. But these two quarterbacks don't necessarily do that. Doesn't mean they're going to beat the Niners, but it will be an interesting test uh, of the Niners' defense, of their clear weakness. It's been their weakness for years. They destroy pocket quarterbacks. They either sack them or pick them off. Matthew Stafford has proven this a million times. But if you can run around like Russell Wilson, you can win, even on a bad team. So it's going to be interesting to see, can the Niners contain these next two quarterbacks? If they can, they'll win easily. If they can't, things can get weird. I don't expect things to get too weird. But these are interesting diagnostics for the 49ers to have early in the season. I have to face Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, really, really elite quarterbacks who also can get out of the pocket. These two coming up are not elite quarterbacks, but they're a little, they're a little mobile. So we're going to see the Niners win two ne- two more games, start 4 0. That's great. They're probably not going to, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves because they could start 4 0 and not facing a, a playoff team and it couldn't, it might not mean much. But what I'm interested in is while they're winning the next two games, how do they defend mobile quarterbacks? If they can handle that, they can handle anything. But and that's going to be a lot on Nick Bosa. Can you get a sack? Can you keep the quarterback in the pocket cuz so far he's doing nothing this year. Ethan M says I think Brock is a big reason they aren't starting slow this season. Brock knows how to play the game and doesn't allow Kyle to make careless mistakes. Also Christian McCaffrey. Him too. The two of them. David Baker, Bosa will appear in week f- will appear on week 5 my half-assed prediction. Uh, are you do you also think um Kittle will have a big game week five. It's usually what he does, right? Played really well against the Cowboys last time. Played really well against the Cowboys last time. But yo, win's a win. We're just, I think it's fair after every game to look at it like, okay, what do we think about the Niners' Super Bowl chances? Like, yeah, they beat the Rams. Great. They're 2-0. Great. They beat two teams. Great. Let's look forward. I'm sorry that we have to do it that way, but this is a team that's been on the doorstep for four years. It's Super Bowl or bust season. Great, they beat the Rams. That's not the goal. They're 2-0. Great, that's not the goal. Do we feel differently about their chances to win the Super Bowl this year? Well, if their quarterback has the same limitation physically with his arm that Jimmy does, I'm concerned. So he's got 15 more games to, to prove us wrong on that one. It's interesting. His The first question he got in his post-game press conference from Matt Mayoka was about that. I'm sure Purdy feels good that he won, but he also feels probably pretty pissed that he missed those three throws and that's and he knows that that's what he's going to be remembered for in this game. David Baker just says no. I forgot what I asked. Show's over. Thanks so much for watching. I'm out of here. Got a little bit more work to do here before I leave, but um, I'm out. Thanks for watching. I'll be home early tomorrow. We got 11 o'clock with Ryan in the morning and then uh, Larry in the afternoon. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow in Oakland. And then Thursday, they play a night game against the vaunted New York Giants. Woo! Watch out, 49ers. See you guys. Happy Rosh Hashanah to those who observe. You know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about.